0: Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling.
1: This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
2: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone hanging out with you live at RGS Exteriors. Work on that home. Find out what they can do for you. Let's jump out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. It's the television voice of the Utah Jazz, our good friend Craig Bowlerjack. What's happening, Bowler? What's up, gentlemen? How are you? Oh, we're doing great, Bowler. You know, uh, it's kind of sad to see an NBA season come to an end, and that's a sentence I never thought I'd be saying in October, but yet here we are. It uh, it's uh, it's all over. Give us your thoughts on the Lakers taking home another title.
3: Well, I was uh, as I said, man. Uh, you know, tip of the hat to, to the Lakers and to the Heat uh, to survive three plus months. You know, in in the bubble, and you, that that says a lot. You know about uh, the leadership and just the whole franchise and how they how they were able to uh, survive. And you know, what's even more impressive is you got to give credit to excuse me, to Adam Silver, you know, not a COVID case during the time. And, you know, I stand corrected. I thought the bubble would break uh, during three-plus months of, you know, isolation. But, you know what, to the credit of the league and the players, man, they got it done. And LeBron again, uh, here he goes, another title, another MVP, uh, you know, championship M- MVP. So, uh, the argument will continue to reign, but probably the gap between the goat talk of uh, Jordan and, and LeBron continues to, to shrink in quite a bit.
0: Bowler, does it bother you at all that the Lakers can make any kind of mistake <laughs> they want as far as personnel decisions go, and all they got to do is uh, sign the next superstar who wants to play in L.A.?
3: Yeah, there's only a handful of teams, Gordon. You I mean you worked in L.A. and you know it how it, how it works. I mean, the Clippers are probably in that same category. Instead of moving a player, they got rid of a coach, right? So yeah, if if things don't go well for the elite teams, you know there's four or five that you can you know New York's never been able to get out of it. So that would probably you know uh, against this conversation. But again, I think that's just ownership. The Dolan ownership group of how they they operate things in new york but yeah i think there's more leeway with some teams that have a deeper pockets with ownership and who are willing to take those chances and move players uh you know the jazz have made two trips it's been a long time you know 97 and 98 you know a lot of a lot of time has passed since then and it takes you know for teams like the Blazers or the jazz. I mean, San Antonio had incredible runs uh, for quite some time with uh, that group uh, with, uh, you know, uh, Ginobili and and others and and Duncan, but you know, it's, it's kind of where we are, Uh, you know, parody, you know, I thought we were closer to it and maybe Miami gives us that feel to get to the Eastern conference final and maybe Denver, the way they played also, uh, it's starting to break the ice a bit. But I think we all kind of predicted when this thing went down uh, over a year ago uh, that Anthony Davis had forced the trade to get out of New Orleans and head to Los Angeles, much like what Kevin Durant did to leave OKC to join Golden State uh, to chase the, the title. Um, you know, that's kind of where we are. I, I You know, there's, there's four or five power teams, and everybody else kind of falls below that. And then there's about five or six teams that have no no chance uh, to get into a postseason, uh, to even you know sniff a postseason playoff appearance at the point at this point. So, parity, not really. Uh, but it's amazing though the power of players, Gordo, where they can dictate uh, decisions where they want to go and win, and that upsets me sometimes because I think again my age, when you know. When I got to Salt Lake, I was able to see two rare birds, and that's Stockton and Malone, except when he took off for L.A. one year uh, in the final sunset of his career. They, they played their career here, and that's just, that's just not going to happen, I, I don't think, in, in professional sports from here on out. I think everyone's always looking for the elusive title and what kind of combination uh, they, can, uh, they can find to help themselves uh, to gain that, that championship.
2: Bowler is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Um, on the other side of the series, Bowler, let's talk about the Heat for a second. Um, I know Game 6 was not pretty, and, and that no, team, um, no. that team didn't really have it for Game 6. But Game 5 was amazing, and I don't think many people would have predicted the Heat to push it to 6. And it appears like they've got a bunch of young players and uh, have the ability to get back there again. What do you think about Miami and what they're doing?
3: Yeah, I think they're on the right track, Jake. I really do. Bam is an up and comer. I mean, Tyler Hero made a name right for himself. Dragic comes back after getting knocked out in the first game with the foot injury, and then you got Jimmy Jimmy Butler, who, you know, I'll be honest, Jake and Gordon, you know, again, wasn't real sure about the the the, uh, the focus, the desire, uh, the leadership of Jimmy Butler because of, of him bouncing around, looking again for the right combination or the right place to, to for his talents to shine. And I was impressed with the way he handled that team, and they seemed to really gravitate towards him as well. Spol- Spolstra is is a hell of a coach, and Pat Riley tutored him, obviously, and he still runs the show with player decisions. So they, they've got a solid base there. I don't see them uh, falling falling off too much, in my opinion. No way. Well, you know,
0: I was thinking about this after Jake asked that first question, and you made your comment. I, do you realize that if things were normal, the season would be starting
3: up in another week or two? <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah, let me. I'm going to do something here real quick. Hang on, if I can get this. George, I keep my calendar sheets for like a year, and so I'm going to just give me one second. I'm going to plow through this. Here we go. October of 19, okay? Let me just open this up real quick. I don't know if you can hear that, the sound effects in the back. Uh, (laughs) But here it is the 13th, right? Um, It is Tuesday night. We would have just finished the night before playing the Sacramento Kings in a preseason game. Uh, We would be playing tomorrow night the Portland Trail Blazers, and then we would have finished our preseason schedule tomorrow, okay? I mean a year ago, uh, tomorrow. and then a week uh, a week from then, so on the 23rd of 2019 we had the regular season home opener against Oklahoma City. I mean try to put that in perspective. the year that we've had um, in the NBA uh, and I mean of all the sports I mean it's insane, it's crazy. Uh, but the NBA has been pulled along for nearly a year. And we'd be finishing up our, our preseason schedule and honing in on making some final roster cuts, and the Jazz would be looking ahead to, to opening up a new season uh, sometime sometime mid-next week. That's pretty bizarre, you got to admit. that No one could have predicted it, no one. And where we go from here, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward. I tweeted out just a simple comment like, hey, the countdown clock starts, you know, right now after LeBron you know, and the Lakers won another championship. And, but, you know, the thing is, no one knows when it really begins again. Uh, Fans will be obviously probably the most important part, health, fans, getting them back into the stands, and that generates revenue and that helps the league and it helps every franchise of the 30. So uh, is is that January? Is that February? And then you have to worry about two guys. I mean, what do you do about squeezing the Olympics in? So, uh, there's a lot of guys who like to play for their their uh, country, you know, Rudy for one, Donovan would love to get an invite, Joe with the Boomers, Australia, so there's a lot of challenges still ahead, but I still tip my hat to Silver, Adam Silver. I mean, that, that staff and how they pull that off is, should be, you know, hopefully mapped and remembered because, you know what, maybe it has to be used again, who knows, but uh, they did a hell of a job making it happen.
2: All right, Bowler, uh, if if I'm counting correctly, here are the NBA head coaching jobs that are still available. The Rockets, the Clippers, right. the Pelicans, the Pacers, and the Thunder. If you were the hot coaching commodity out there right now, <laughs> Bowler, and had your pick of jobs, which one do you pick?
3: Oh, my gosh. You know, um, anyone's a crapshoot because – you know, in the day, you usually sign that four year deal. I know college football coaches did because they said, eh, we'll give you a chance to get through all your recruiting class, you know, your first recruiting class and see how you do. But, you know, it's when now. I think you just try to look at the situation with the best players and you have to have some in depth discussions, man, with general managers and, you know, ownership group about what direction do you want to go. And then you have to judge for yourself. I read just a moment ago that. Stan Van Gundy's name now is uh, in the mix with New Orleans, and it's got to be the right guy to bring Zion around, right, right? to to lead him into the next level, or does he get uh, to a point uh, and decide to leave New Orleans, which seems to be kind of in vogue, you know, over the last uh, few seasons with Chris Paul and Anthony Davis. So trying to keep stars satisfied is, I think, the biggest challenge. I get back to Quinn for a moment. He's got two stars uh, that continued their lights shine brighter uh, probably every season we've seen them, but yet he's able to at least communicate. I think the message this may have been his most, had to be his most challenging year, right? Uh, to go through COVID and the, the the disruption with Donovan and Rudy and then the bubble and all the above. So man, Jake, I tell you, uh, I don't know which one I would want. Um, Give them to me one more time. I know you right. said o- 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 Oklahoma City and New Orleans.
2: Okay, so Indiana, you've got Houston, the Clippers, the Pelicans, the Pacers, and the Thunder.
3: Oh my gosh! Don't you smell, smell trouble every area you go in there? I mean, I, what, what's ownership going to do with with Harden? I mean, what's about Westbrook? I mean. I guess that the Pelicans and Zion being such a young guy and still some real good talent surrounding him intrigues me. Um, you know, Indiana, eh, um, and OKC, you got an aging point guard that may be asked to move as well. I think right now I would probably just make a nosedive into, uh, into New Orleans and see how it goes with the big fella and try to keep him healthy and continue on the way there. Uh, anybody got a thought, Jake? Where are you going?
2: I, you know what, Bowler? I, I, you'd think the Clippers, right? But maybe yeah, there's that's some. What uh, think. Maybe there's some unreasonable expectation there. You know, you've got a high maintenance player in in Kawhi. I might consider the Thunder because they've got a ton of new of of young pieces already there. True, true. Uh, you, they're going to flip Chris Paul for somebody, I would guess. uh They've got picks coming out the wazoo. And there could be a future there. Plus, you've you've got a pretty good GM there as well. So you might let you know. You you make a great
3: point, Jake. You make a great point. But I have to know this stuff before I take the job is my point. Is Chris Paul my guy? Are you going to flip him, right? And with Zion, at least you know through his rookie contract he's there and you have a chance to, to build and even continue to grow around him. So all these, I think I love, I love the conversation because, again, how honest are, is, is management going to be with the next head coach? You know, and Van Gundy's a guy that had such, um, uh, I guess, control, you know, in Detroit, and I think, you know, ownership groups are getting away from that look. Frank Layden said it best because he had that same situation when, he, you know, he had to coach Dantley and then also negotiate his contract, which is, is like a car wreck. You know, you get paid to do one thing: coach the team. And if you have issues, you got to go and have your agent talk uh, to to management, so to speak. So all those things come into play. But it's going to be really intriguing if this is going to be a retread off season. And what I mean by that: coaches we've seen who's come and gone. Is Alvin Gentry going to resurface someplace after getting let go from New Orleans? Or is Van Gundy is is uh, Jeff Van Gundy coming out of the broadcast booth and is he going to jump into a spot? I tell you, you, make a great point. I don't know who who really can handle the Clippers right now with Kawhi and uh, Paul George, especially what George said when they walked down in the second round. And we really weren't thinking about a title this year. That's horse hockey. Come on, <laughs> come on. You know you know darn good and well that balmer and the group all thought they would compete with the Lakers for the Western Conference championship and a title run it didn't happen so docs you know docs let go and uh, you know he was out of work what three days two days yeah and uh, found found himself another job in the east so I don't know man I think coaching this league's pretty difficult but the money's pretty good too
0: Couple things, Bowler. The first one is horse hockey
3: polo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah, because okay. you're on a horse and you're playing a little hockey. So just yeah. But the puck isn't kind of like, like a polo. You know, I don't have a mallet because that's a well, yeah. But it's it's close. It's a it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid sport.
0: And in hockey, they don't uh, the, the the fans don't go out and stomp the ice down with a with a <laughs> bottle of champagne in their hand, no. right? Now. No, uh, no, And the other thing is, Jake and I were talking about this earlier in the week, that I saw the odds for next season on uh, teams winning the championship, and the Jazz were right smack dab in the middle of the league behind teams like Dallas and New Orleans and a bunch of others. And that surprised me a little bit. I thought yeah. the Jazz may have impressed a few people along the way. At least they didn't impress – the odds makers in Vegas, because as Jake said, it's not as much a prediction as it is a prediction of how people will bet.
3: Yeah, that's the way it is, right? It is, Jake, how how they predict people will bet until, you know, Bogdanovich returns and uh, throws a little fire back into the offense with threes and, uh, uh, you know, Donovan. I think people are still probably waiting to see what the Jazz will do, if they can handle – a super max and a max deal together during this uh, COVID period. Uh, You know, I know, but you know what, your points well taken. There is a love affair uh, with many outside Dallas with Luka Doncic. I mean, you know, there, there's just that, he's that young new rising face of the NBA along with Donovan in some, in some circles, but, uh, again, it's, it's, uh, it's intriguing to see how the so-called experts, you know, throw the Jazz into the mix. Last year, you remember, they were in a higher level of esteem, and it didn't quite work out that way. So, obviously, they cooled on what the Jazz are going to be able to do. Maybe, you know what, maybe being in the middle of the pack is a, is a softer, easier place to be and to work out of. But I still think the Jazz are going to be active, whenever this uh, you know, postseason begins. Who they get in the draft, there's multiple guys that could fit. I'm not sure there's a, a player there that can be an instant impact guy. But, you know, we can be proven wrong, right, at the 23 spot. But free agency, trade, I mean, I don't know what the Jazz want to do financially. It's been very quiet uh, on the Jazz front. Um, but I'm anxious to see where we go because – You know what, guys? The clock's ticking. I mean, we're in mid-October, and, you know, November's around the corner. You get through that holiday, and you get into December. There were some thoughts about playing on Christmas Day. That looks like it's not going to happen, and then January hits. So, let's see what COVID does. Let's see what the seasonal flu does. Combine the two, and can you actually get a fan, multiple fans, back into a stadium, an arena? And I think that's really going to be – uh, the calling card for the league when they decide to, to kick it back into gear. And I hope, I hope it's sooner than later. Um, but I also understand, you know, the safety of it, and I also understand they got to have fans back. I don't think we can pull off, I may be wrong, I'm not sure if we can do five bubbles, but I think what they're going to do is to make travel easier. I wouldn't be surprised to see us playing like doubleheader weekends in Denver and maybe we go to Dallas San Antonio and actually the Texas triangle is truly it truly happens you lessen travel you play Portland you head down the West Coast and you spend time in LA and play the Lakers Clippers Lakers maybe that's how it works to try to get these games played and lessen the travel and it maybe means that you have to play 82 a little quicker than usual Uh, but again uh, we'll wait and see. There's a lot of things they can come up with, and I think the league has shown, the NBA has shown everyone that they uh, uh, they're not afraid to kind of step outside the box a bit.
2: Bowler, you were the best. Thank you very much as always for dropping by. We'll catch up with you next week.
3: Yeah, guys, I kind of miss you. Seeing you in the studio. Um, hopefully that will happen sooner than later. Uh, but okay. uh, you know, we're all growing a little older. You know, Gordo, I hope you haven't grown that beard to the floor, man. Trim that thing up, will you?
0: Yeah, that's what happens when you're 85. You know, the, uh, the thing starts to get pretty ragged. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Bowler, I got to find out from you real quick. During the Not Sports Report, I reported that, uh, according to uh, some trends uh, that someone had surveyed, that, that three Musketeer bars were Utah's favorite Halloween candy. Uh, we're having a hard time believing no, that.
3: No, 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 no. Sorry. No, it's got to go Butterfinger, Kit Kat, or, or a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. <laughs> okay. All right, Jake. I don't I, know. I... I mean, three Musketeer, it's okay. But if I'm a kid, and you know, I kind of have those kid moments, I'd get really pumped with a peanut butter cup or a Kit Kat. And I and I, I did grow up on a Butterfinger. But I think I go Kit Kat one, peanut butter cup two, and then uh, go uh, Butterfinger three. All
2: right.
3: Uh, I don't I, mind those I, little smarties I, either. You know the little the little smarties thing, <laughs> like, a, a, yeah, like smarties are good. Yeah,
0: smarties. About, the thing about asking Jake that question is that Jake is not he,
2: Jake. You're not a candy
3: guy. Are no, you?
2: I'm not. I'm not huge into uh, into sweets. But so. if you
3: had one choice, if hey, Jake, you and me, let me get you a sweet. What what would it be? What would you say, Bowler? I'll take that.
2: You know what? I uh, donut. I, I really liked. Um, well, first of all, give me some apple pie. If I'm going to go sweets, I am. Okay. I, I, I do like goods apple guy. pie, <laughs> and, and I do like ice cream. And I can yep. go some candy. I'm just not, you know, hugely into it like everybody else. But if you if you handed me a pack of Rolos, I think Ooh. I'd
4: eat them. So Jake, real quick,
2: if, when you were a kid, did you go trick or treating? Yeah, I did, and and my friends and, then and I you took gave it very away seriously. the candy. Yeah, You'd no, no, I'd I'd keep it with every intent of trying to eat some of it, but then by like January, it'd just be, you know, collecting <laughs> bugs and Lord knows what else in my closet. Man, yeah, I'm telling you
0: right now, Bowler, I, I know you well enough to know that your candy was gone within a week or two,
3: right? Oh, I hid that stuff too, man. My brother go in there with his buddies and they just wrapped but I, I had a hiding place, <laughs> only I knew where it was. And then my mom finally. Um, dug it out, and then she'd toss it, because she'd say, oh. you've had enough, you've had enough, and you know I would what, always... one cavity, I always got scared with the cavity and the drill, you know, the dentist <laughs> drill, is an absolute, oh, it's a nightmare. I would always try to preserve at least one item until
0: Thanksgiving, but uh, often failed.
3: Yeah, but... yeah, well, I don't know what Halloween's got in store this year, but... Uh... <laughs> I'll probably be throwing I might be throwing candy from my front door to the sidewalk maybe that's what's gonna have to happen I don't know here catch Jake, it. Jake Jake's gonna close down the house
2: oh yeah <laughs> what off. I do do every year yeah turn off the lights and turn off the porch lights and look uninviting yeah, yeah. doesn't everybody do that now
3: yeah make sure that nobody thinks you're home and then uh, back in the day though man people would used to get that bar of soap and or tepia yeah. so you know be careful watchful eyes jake but guys be safe (laughs) um hope we're playing sometime soon but i got a feeling we got a we got a ways to go
2: well thanks bowler you're the best we appreciate you talk to you soon that's our friend craig bowler jack jumps on with us every tuesday here on the big show and of course He's absolutely the best. We're here at RGS Exteriors, and uh, our good friend Ross joins uh, joins us once again. And uh, let's talk about your relationship. Uh, we hit on this a little bit earlier, but uh, you guys are the preferred siding contractor of James Hardy. It's a big deal. You're the only ones in this market, right? Right. Elite preferred
4: is what they call elite it.
2: Preferred, you, right, elite right, preferred. Elite right. preferred. All and right.
4: You can get preferred, but if you want elite preferred, you know. You got one place a- to come. <laughs> right. And and so all the, what that means is uh, we go through. Uh, process of uh, proving ourselves worthy, uh, lack of a better term, to to James Hardy Let them they, they need to know that we're a good company. They need to know that we're going to follow the rules. and uh, They follow the instructions properly uh, so to speak. And we're not going to cut any corners. We're not going to go in there and use a cheap trim with you know maybe some hardy and something else to go along with it. Uh, we have to do it the right way. We have to make sure that we follow up with our customers and and they have to be happy with us. You know, we have to have good referrals from them, and um, a few things that go into play with that, but yeah, we're the elite preferred company in Utah, and which means that uh, they're gonna recommend us over anybody else, and it's a relationship that we're proud of, and uh, certainly, if you're looking to get an upgrade on your siding, whether you have aluminum, like you were talking about earlier, or a wood siding, or if you have stucco, um, stucco's very popular when homes are built around here, and When people want a new look on their home, um, they want to look to maybe doing some siding. There's board and bat. You could do some shake siding uh, or the lap siding. Hardy has it all. Um, You can do it pre-painted, which uh, they have a lot of really nice colors, or you can just do it primed and get a painter out there and do any color into the sun.
2: RGSUtahSiding.com. Find out what they can do for you. RGSUtahSiding.com. We appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you. All right, coming up next, we have Sounds of Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day. We're going to do an oldie but a goodie, but I, I love this one. Absolutely classic. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280, but the, uh, the zone. This is The Big
1: Show with Gordon Monsip and Jake Scott. By. Mountain America
0: Credit Union, guiding members forward for over 80 years on 97.5-1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? <laughs>
2: Time for Sounds of Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day, brought to you today by our friends at The Warehouse. Join the big show coming up Friday on a football Friday from 2 to 6 at The Warehouse. Their Salt Lake location, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low it'll blow your mind. It's The Warehouse. Gordon, you ready for the Drop of the Day, also known yes. as Sounds of Various Clips? I sure am. I still don't know how you got Sounds of Various Clips out of Drop of the Day. Still exactly yeah, me neither. Business. And
0: especially, you know, Austin's favorite part of that whole thing, is I say, this is definitely appointment
2: radio. And then I say, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? It's kind of like uh, my. Go ahead. Uh, so anyway, this is an oldie, but a goodie. Austin, uh, th- this goes back to 2019, I guess. But it's it it's resurfaced in the Internet land today for some reason. And I came across it, and I was reminded just how hilarious this is. This is a a report out of Wichita about a bomb threat at a Home Depot. Here you go.
5: Some scary moments for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments, and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. Man also told police others in the room laughed understanding his joke which I'm just now getting (laughs) Home Depot says they will not be pressing charges but I can tell you right now you asked the producer for me to read that didn't you? (laughs) To Ethan now please. No. (laughs) Are we gonna have to go to a commercial?
6: No we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. (laughs) All right, we can do this. All right. Uh, Turning now to an impassioned plea in a string of thefts. Uh, Police are searching for several thieves believed to have stolen a 400-year-old bonsai tree. (laughs) The missing tree seen here (laughs) stands about three feet uh, tall and two and a half feet wide. with more than 400 points and branches it is it is (laughs) oh man it is green with a brownish curved trunk that tilts a bit to the side as you can see (laughs) the the owners of the tree fifth generation bonsai masters would like to send a message uh to the tree quote are you at least getting enough water end quote the owners say they've raised this tree as their own child, and they are desperate to have it home. It's estimated to be worth about $90,000. Oh. <laughs> that is pretty funny.
2: They called somebody, uh, a customer goes to management. Oh, there's somebody in the bath- their bathroom. There's <laughs> a bomb. You better call the police. 'Cause, Cause the guy walked the
5: into the- That man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was quote uh fixing to blow it up but <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like that that's the word fixin'. Fixin' to blow
5: it up. <laughs> fixin' oh. to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. Man also told police. <laughs> Others in the room laughed. Understanding his joke, which I'm just now getting.
2: <laughs> Took it her a little point, while. It also points out that, that television anchors are, are just reading the stuff cold. They just go. <laughs> they don't even look at the the stories that they're going to be reporting on. They just what are they do? Well, sit in the makeup so, chair drinking no. uh, coffee and then, and no, then jump on no. and read the teleprompter. So,
0: some might do it that way, but many of them write their own stuff.
5: This that girl. man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up.
2: <laughs> Had the clams a... Casino for lunch. No, that's, not, that's not a woman that that, <laughs> that reads her scripts before she
0: goes on to the air. Apparently it? not. Or else someone played a joke on her. I mean,
2: the honestly. man was
1: just trying to be polite to everyone else in there. <laughs> he was. The man is not in the wrong Poor here. choice of words in this day and age, perhaps, but... <laughs> But he's kind of a hero, right? Oh I mean, yeah, uh, give him a medal for that. <laughs> you guys better clear on out of here. It's very kind. It's very neighborly.
0: So what what happened there exactly? Let's examine this. Let's not. <laughs> no, I don't mean.
1: <laughs> I'm not a GI.
0: <laughs> no, but did someone write it that way just to embarrass her, or or did she? I mean, who who
2: is the culprit here? No, I think that's the story. It's the quote. Yeah, she just. That got man told police he
5: warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was quote uh, fixing to blow it up.
2: Yeah, I I, I understand that, but <laughs> there's a bomb threat <laughs> at a at a Home Depot. That's news. Uh, yep. Okay.
1: <laughs> Someone just ran into the bathroom. Said they're going to blow it up. Oh, call the police. <laughs> no, I meant uh, I, I had a stomachache.
2: Hmm. Uh I meant that uh, that uh, yeah, that uh, breakfast burrito isn't sitting all that great.
1: Oh, man.
2: <laughs> that is so I funny. I wasn't
1: actually seeing a man about a horse.
2: And then no. the guy couldn't keep it together in the next story, which was also weird about somebody <laughs> the, the, kidnapping bonsai trees. The description of, trees. of
1: a bonsai tree is, though, they don't all look the exact same.
2: <laughs> and then, yes. If I could tell it anything to get, to get enough water or something nuts. Wichita News news is off the chain. That's fun. That's incredible. Quote, fixing to blow it up. That man told
5: police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up.
2: (laughs) Close quote. Run to to call the cops. There's a bomb in the bathroom. (laughs) Oh, it's incredible! Oh man! And then the,
0: then the uh, authorities arrived and completely agreed with him that it was best to vacate the premises.
1: Now, now oh. there's my question:
2: When did they arrive? Was he right.
1: still in the process? Yeah, yeah. Was it? Did they, they have the when little, they
2: arrived? The little bomb robot thing going into the job? <laughs> it says occupied. <laughs> with, the a, guy's with a, a plunger. <laughs> Guy sitting there. there reading a Sports <laughs> Illustrated, and the little robot rolls underneath the door. <laughs> <laughs> Occupado <laughs> Alright, stay tuned. More big show from RGS Exteriors coming up next,
0: 975 and
4: 1280 <laughs> and the The robot zone. exited in a hurry. We're a pocket full of Big
2: show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 975, and 1280 the zone, live from RGS Exteriors. Rage Against the Machine going out to Johnny Lightfoot on a total request Tuesday. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I like Rage Against the Machine. I'm a fan. It's kind of when uh, I remember their uh, their legendary, uh, what is it, uh, Spanish Fork concert back in the day, back in the 90s. <laughs> uh, Gordo, uh, you have something you want to get dig into a little bit this segment? Yeah, I got a question for you, Jake. Uh, coming off our
0: last segment uh, with the uh, Sounds of Various clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to know. Now, first of all, let me back up and get a running start at this. Austin tweeted out a, uh, a tweet about uh, it has a clip from uh, what is supposedly my favorite television program and episode. And I'm about to see it for the first time, Austin said, ever. But already I know it's his favorite, he said. And in the video, someone takes a block of cheese And cuts out the middle part of it, and then puts like uh, uh, what is it? Flour tortillas around the edges of the cheese box. What's left of it, and then puts wraps it in bacon, and then puts all kinds of spices and stuff on top of that, and uh, that's your meal. Now, when I saw that, it looked delectable. Did that sound delectable? Uh, No. But he, you forgot he,
1: like, mixes up an omelet mixture with eggs and pours it in the middle of there, right?
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, there is uh, some breakfast out So it's a two-pound
1: it. block of cheese <laughs> wrapped in tortillas, wrapped in bacon, filled with omelet.
0: So my question then becomes, if you saw something that really looked good and you knew there's a hefty chance it was going to make you sick, would you eat it?
2: How is that even a question?
0: What? No. If it's if it looks so delicious and you know it's going to be delicious, you would not eat it, even if it were going to be delicious, or it was delicious, and then it made you. There was a chance it could you could overdo it. So maybe.
1: here's a here's a filet mignon, but I've put a tapeworm inside it. Yeah. No, you, not you ki- it. no, not that.
0: No, not that kind of sick. I'm not talking about. Uh, I'm just talking about you know slight, <laughs> maybe. Uh, Indigestion or something.
1: No. A derivative of gastric distress? Is that...
2: <laughs> Would you? Uh, hey, I don't this know. Is gonna, that that,
1: g- that, this, that this video looked
0: g- awfully tempting. I'll tell you that right now. That block of cheese cut out, hollowed
2: out. Oh, man, that looked good. Uh, well, if somebody says you can eat that, but it's going to make you sick, uh, I'm not eating it. I didn't say I didn't have
0: gastrous distress. I just had a derivative.
2: <laughs> have you ever seen the Simpsons episode where, where Homer buys a giant sandwich that he can't, you know, like one of those six-foot sandwiches or whatever? Like a party sub? Yeah, but he can't finish it all himself in one sitting. So he, kept going, he keeps going back to the sandwich, and it makes him sick. And then one day he finds the sandwich that he hid from Mar, Marge behind, like the radiator. And he goes, oh, I can't stay mad at you and starts eating the sandwich. Like,
0: (laughs) I uh, had a a regrettable dish.
2: Yeah, no. If somebody says, hey, this is going to make you sick, but it looks delicious. Only uh, uh, um, a real crazy person would say, hand it off. No,
0: I said there's a chance it could make you sick, not that it would definitively make you sick. And I didn't mean that it would make you deathly ill. It would just, you know. Rumble around in there a little bit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a little weird nope. Noise. I'm still no. I'm still no there. <laughs> okay. I had a
0: sandwich the other day. It was a big, uh, big sub, and uh, I only got about halfway through it, and I put it in the fridge, and I ate the rest of it. Uh, how long does a sandwich like that stay good in the fridge? Would you say?
1: 15, 15 minutes. No, come on.
0: I mean, it had meats, and it had the cheese, it had the, you know, all the fixings.
1: Out on the counter, uh, maybe minutes, but in the fridge, you're all right.
0: No, serious. How long out of the fridge, and then how long in the fridge? I mean, it'll last more than a few minutes outside the fridge.
2: No, outside Pete... the fridge, I think you're probably good for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Want to eat the... up, and we'll tell you. In, inside the fridge, that makes it good in perpetuity, right? <laughs>
0: I'm saying outside, I'm guessing, and I'm not an expert, so (laughs) don't take my word for it. But I'm saying outside, maybe a couple hours, and inside the the fridge, I'm guessing four or five days.
1: If it's not moving on its own, it's okay to eat. That's the rule. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay i don't know and if you can't but if you
1: can't get the freezer door to shut then you're on your own so
0: the thought went through my mind when i looked at that sandwich i said is it or isn't it you know it was right in that in between time i went ahead and ate it it was all right it was good
1: in the fridge i think you're good for how long a long time that fridge is designed
0: to keep things you know
1: refrigerated
2: (laughs) yeah but they're not frozen they're not frozen but but I think you 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 did the right thing, Gordon. When in doubt, eat it. <laughs> Words to so sure, See just, what happens. Yeah, just see how it goes. You're not bottoms you, you, up. You miss every shot you don't take. Gordon. Oh, agreed.
1: That's Wolfgang Puck said that. Huh? Yeah. So you know, if you miss that... every stomachache you don't eat. So
0: you know, Wolfgang was really nice guy, and his oh, wife was very very nice, and uh, it's taught pronounced me a Wolfgang. thing. It's it's Wolfgang.
2: Wolfgang. It's Wolfgang. I don't know I only pronounce.
0: have one Porsche. Wolfgang. Wolfgang. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> a nice man and his wife was very uh very nice and we had a good long
2: conversation. Was Casey there? Casey Casey?
0: No, I didn't have a conversation with Casey. He sent me a letter.
2: Had had you broken up with Juice at this point? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, Juice and I were never an item, but she did teach me how to play polo.
4: Hi, this is Casey Kasem. American Top 40 has moved to a new time. I hope you'll join me this Saturday morning and every Saturday morning at 2. 2. <laughs> <laughs> 2.
0: Casey. Oh,
2: that's incredible.
0: What an iconic voice. Wow.
2: 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll have more coming up next. We are live at RGS Exteriors, and our friend Ross uh, sits down with us once again. And uh, what should we get to? Uh, Ross, we've had a busy day. We've covered
4: a lot of ground. What, what should we wrap this bad boy up with? Well, I i want to I talk to the homeowners out there who are thinking about it, who maybe aren't happy with the look of your home. You want to you know how much it's going to be, how much of an investment is there to make your house look the way that you want it to look. What we can do for is we can send an estimator out there, take pictures of your home in all angles, and, and we have a software program that we can get on there and we can put the exact siding product on your home through pictures. You know, we take your pictures and put the exact product you want, where you want it, the colors you want, and show you exactly what those upgrades will look like on your home, give you the, give you the price, and then you can plan ahead. You know, we have no problem doing that. If you don't want to do anything till spring, if you you know it's maybe it's late in the year and we're busy anyway and and you want to think maybe when it warms up I want to do I want to do a home renovation in the spring this is the perfect time to call and we'll come out there and and we'll go over all the options with you and give you an uh, an idea and I, not an idea we'll give you the actual price of what it would be to get the look you want so give us a call 801-280-3110 that's 801-280-3110 or look us up rgsutahsiding.com Ross, you're the man. Thanks, buddy. Thank
2: you. All right, more big show straight ahead. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. We've got everything going on. on, on. Every time you go. Oh. Wrapping up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280, the zone. Thanks to the crew here at RGS Exteriors. They're always great hosts. Uh, make sure and check out uh, what they can do for you. RGS Utah siding. Dot com uh, Kind of weird. We've got uh, Tuesday night football uh, tonight, there, Gordon. So something on the the sports agenda for those out there. Also, uh, how much are you keeping an eye on these uh, Major League playoffs? I haven't Major League been baseball uh,
0: playoffs. Yeah, I haven't been paying. Qu- I mean, I've been paying attention, but I haven't. Been, it's not like.
2: When was the last time you sat down and watched a complete game? Oh, it's been a long time. Like a like first inning through the ninth inning. Yes. Yeah. Complete. It's been a, lo- it's been a long time.
0: Yeah, I check in and check out, but the key there is that I check out, which, which I don't know is. Uh, I like the, the Major League be.
2: Baseball uh, playoffs. I, I really do. I just, I don't know. It's it's tough to sit down on and, I don't know. That's a lot of time. <laughs> that's I a always, lot of
0: time. I always watch the World Series. I mean that cover the, to cover.
5: Well,
0: I mean, maybe mm, not that's completely, a no. but, but 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 I watch a lot of it, and and the thing is, uh, members of my family do too. They get into that, and uh, and I I don't think necessarily that they do that uh, throughout the season, but uh, well, I it, I don't know. We can all agree, though. Uh,
1: I don't know about the the earlier game, the Dodgers and Braves. If anyone has allegiances to either team there, but we're all Rays fans right now, correct? Against oh, yeah, the I Houston hope- Astros. Yeah, that's, uh,
0: yeah. I think we can agree.
1: I also we love can. it whenever the Rays make the World Series because they don't have a fan in Tampa Bay. <laughs> Not one. Not any of them. There's no one that cares about that team, and yet every four years it seems they're in the World Series or the AELCS.
0: So everybody in Tampa is rooting for other teams because of uh, spring training, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, they're all transplants and there. And everybody, there and everybody right moves, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. We have a lot of that here in Salt Lake, too. Go Rays. I love it that the
2: Rays are still playing and the Yankees are out. And the Red Sox for them. Oh, so good. Does it bother
0: you at all that at Jazz games, uh, when people are able to attend, that there are uh, usually more than a handful of uh, folks in the stands
2: rooting for the other team? I know. When the Kings are in town, half the stupid arena is (laughs) purple. Not the best example.
0: (laughs) Well,
1: when it was during the Jimmer years.
2: That's true. That's a good point. Or Jimmer months.
1: <laughs> I don't know how we qualify that. Uh, the only the only
2: groundswell of support here, other than the Jazz, that is truly noticeable is uh, is the Lakers. Yeah, but there's
0: usually you can you can see fans from other teams.
2: I think that's up. the case anywhere, though. Uh, I, mean, you get a I think it
0: might be a little more that way here than other places.
2: Uh, yeah. All right, uh, Gordo. You enjoy your evening. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy.
0: You too, Jake. I hope everybody uh, uh, stays uh, safe and sane. That's the big show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.